Beach. John Longmire is on the boundary with Tony Leonard. Yeah, thank you very much, Tim. We've been discussing the big topics about the best pubs in Melbourne to get to, so clearly it's not too far <laughs> away, John. We've had a look. We've seen your great champions retire this year, but as player and coach, we're 33 years into it. Is there a different emotion from being a player and seeing your mates go and your great champions as a coach? Uh, is, it, is, it, is it sort of a bit different to the, your reactions? Yeah, I think it is, Tony. I mean, I... I um I'm getting worse, I think, at saying farewell to the greats of this footy club. I, the, the more I do it, the worse I get, the more emotional I get, because you, you reflect on not only their performances on field, but them as people, the, you know, particularly Kieran and Macca, who are able to do so much on the field, but also off the field, help you as a, as a coach and uh, help the club uh, keep driving forward. And Nick Smith and Heath Grundy, those guys, you can't help but be absolutely invested. I've seen those guys from the moment they walked in as 18-year-old kids, and I've seen them out now with, with uh, partners, kids, um, you know, great careers behind them, so you can't help but reflect on that. Hey, just before we send it back uh, to the team, both here in Sydney and Melbourne, seven years ago, celebrating a wonderful club triumph. Has it gone quickly, the seven years? Yeah, it is. Uh, absolutely, it goes quickly. It's, in this caper, everything goes quick. Um, you, you sit up one day and, you know, I've been here nine years as a senior coach, but uh, 18 years all up, and it does go very quickly, and particularly it makes you reflect a little bit on the on the, on the the uh, blokes when they when they retire, but also it makes you excited on, on that next group we've got coming forward. I'm really excited by that. John, Daniel Harford, mate. Uh, good luck today to your boys Thanks in the last so. game of the season. Thanks. The Kieran Jack story. Um, we've, we'll talk a lot about Buddy today and have done in the week, and Jared McVeigh's got... Plenty of love through the journey as well. Um, Nick Smith too, certainly since his announcement. But Kieran Jack's story and the impact that he's had on football in New South Wales, is it understated perhaps in the southern states? Yeah, it probably is half. I mean, he's uh, a bloke from a uh, rugby league royalty, I guess, up, he, up here in Sydney. And so to be able to have a, a, a local product uh, from another code come into the game, he was the last pick in the draft, in, in the rookie draft, when he was when he was taken. So the very last selection, he came in on a one-year contract and uh, not very big and and uh, not much of a kick back then. So for him to be able to make himself into the player that he's done over 14 years, a best and fairest winner, an All-Australian, a Premiership player, is absolutely significant. And when you're in the local market up here, the most competitive sporting market in the world, I'd say, uh, to have uh, local boys doing that for us has been uh, fantastic, not only for the club, but for the code. John, a couple of interrogators from the other side of the Murray River. Caroline Wilson and Matthew Lloyd are in the 3AW studio. G'day, John, and great to be talking to you again. It's been another massive week in football off the field. Have, have you taken time to talk to your old colleague, Ross Lyon, and did that shock you or stun you with the way that was all done? Uh, yeah, I spoke to him, uh, Caro. I mean, obviously, I've, I've known Rossi for a long time and um, worked with him and very good friends with him. And so, uh, yeah, I, I spoke to him. Um, you know, it's obviously a challenge when that when that happens. It's um, it's a tough business. We all we all know that. And uh, and Rossi certainly knows that. Um, you go into this job with your with your eyes wide open, and um, you know it's tough. But uh, he's a pretty resilient type, Ross, as you know. And uh, he bounce back. He's you know he's got a wonderful record in the game. So. You'll finish the season in the bottom four, but I feel as though, or do you feel as though you've got as much promise going into 2020 as, or even better than the manner in which you went out last year, which of course was in a final? Yeah, it's interesting, Caro. Sometimes the, the talk about, you know, if you get beaten first final versus the talk if you don't ever make the finals can be different. Um, and rightly or wrongly, I'm not sure about that, but you now we've got, we've got three teenagers playing here um, today and um, you know for eight or nine weeks this year we've had the youngest team for the round so we've certainly a bit different for this footy club first of all we want to be playing finals um, and 
and that's what we we're absolutely about doing. But we're really really pleased with the young blokes we've got coming through. We think we've got a lot of footy into them. McCartan's played, you know, he's played 34 games. He's still still a teenager, and um, so we're really pleased with that. And well, we've got a fair bit of work to do over summer months, and uh, you know, to get back to where we want to be. And we make no apologies for trying to get back in the finals again as quick as we can. That's what we need to do. And one more from me. So we hear there are a lot of big former champs turning up today to watch this big game including Tony Lockett. Uh, do, you, do you know if Adam Goods is going to come along and watch his premiership teammates go out? Oh, to be honest I don't know Caro. I, I was with him on Tuesday night um, at the premiere of the Australian Dream. We talked everything up bar football <laughs> and so um, I, I didn't ask him so um, I, I don't know. I know he's very good friends with the boys that are retiring but I'm, I'm not sure whether he'll be here or not. Hey John you lose so much experience obviously uh, with McVeigh, Smith, Grundy and Jack. Do you have to go to the trade table and try and bring in some experience around that 25 age bracket you think? Yeah, we're probably missing a bit in that 25 yeah. bracket, Lloydie. That's um, you know when we got the trade ban, and it's sort of at the end of that period now. That that 25 to you know, 27 year old uh, players, but it's one thing to say you'd like to get a few mm. more of those. Another thing to be able to do yeah. it. You know, we look at our cap and and um, and and see what's around. But um, we're, we're mindful of that. We we understand that it's been a our captains have been terrific this year. They've They've, um, you know, they've been fantastic. We'd like to surround. If they had a bit more experience around, it would be beneficial. But sometimes, um, you know, what happens is that we've seen it over the over the years when players have left this club in the past. That, you know, blokes come up. They just they just jump up and they just when they get the opportunity to lead and be strong leaders on and off the ground, they they take it. So we think we've got a number of younger blokes who can also jump into that bracket. Jared McVeigh joins your coaching staff for next year. Uh, is there any roles, uh, a chance for any of the other three to stay on in a particular role off field? I think Kieran's looking at the administrative side of the game. He's done an MBA, and um, and so he's been he's very smart. He's been able to work, you know, football a successful football career, and also do an MBA. So he's speaking to Tom Harley about the business side of the game, and uh, Nick Smith's doing some work for uh, his dad over the summer months. But I'm I'm confident that we can get something. For, you know, you can stay around yeah. and do, help us out, particularly next year when the season comes back and the boys, particularly the younger group, get back in the swing of things. They're terrific role models, those blokes. So, John, before I throw back to Tim and Daniel, did, did you reflect or did you have any new thoughts about what went on in Adam's last few seasons after you saw the Australian Dream? Oh, I think the whole industry reflects on it, Caro. I think that um, it's been a reflective period for everyone, uh, looking back on that period, and and it was it was extremely tough. It's you know when you look, live it like we did for the, over the period of three years, you you um, uh, you go through enormous amount of um, emotions, I guess, and and and, uh, and there's certainly reflective period for the whole for the whole industry, and. Um, but what it's what it's good is what we think is great is that you know Adam's fantastic at this footy club. We you know we, we caught up a couple of weeks ago and had some dinner and um, you know he's in a really good space and I think that's important to note is that he's got a lot going on in his life at the moment that he's really happy with and um, and that's the main thing. John, your own situation. The questions often asked about coaches uh, of long standing who have had a lot of success, um, whether they can find the energy to revive a club's fortunes and uh, I suppose revive their own situations to some extent. Do you expect to find that hard or is it perhaps overrated in the public mindset? No, I think it's a fair enough question for anyone, uh, Tim. I think you you go through a period of um, 
making sure, you know, we exit over a thousand games with an experience to, uh, to, today and, um, you know, this year you know those blokes are coming to the end and we've got a whole new batch coming through and we're really excited by that and I need to make sure that I've got that same energy to give to those blokes as I've given to the last crew that have come through and um, I'm really excited by it. I'm um, looking forward to the challenge uh, and, and can't, can't wait to, to go on that journey with them, to be honest, and um, I need to make sure I've got the the right go to get after him and, I'm, and, I'm, and, and to help them as much as I can to get back to the finals and that's what I'm intent on doing. And just getting back uh, as we finish the interview to where we started, uh, do you have to compartmentalise a bit? You've got these two champions who are retiring and you've got another, uh, a great of the game who reaches 300 games. Do you have to sort of balance out the sense of congratulation that's shared around? Yeah, Timmy, absolutely. We spoke about that yesterday. It's We've got a job to do today and um, that's the most important thing and that's the most important part of honouring anyone is to go out and do your job and we've got a very very big job ahead of us and Kilda can play some really good footy and uh, we've got a job ahead of us and that's what we need to do. And the full forward club can be a bit sickening but Lloydie's got a final one uh, for you <laughs> on Buddy, I think. <laughs> I have uh, no comment here. I want it. I want two words. You, you're in the schoolyard and there's two boys standing there, Lance no, Franklin no, or Wayne, no, or Wayne no, Carey. No, no, Who do you no, select? No, come on. That's <laughs> come not, on. That's not fair. Does that that's mean it's Wayne Carey, does it? Yeah, I'm not, not going to comment. That's just not right, Lloydie. Oh, it's round 23. We're all relaxed. It's a sunny yeah, day. we're all relaxed. I'll, yeah. I'll put one in the forward, lo- full forward, one forward pocket. <laughs> <laughs> You've given Tara a headline. Yeah. The headline is, Longmire refuses to declare Franklin a better player. <laughs> <laughs> John, uh, thanks for joining us. And uh, 